Would you rather be a horror villain or a scientist running a scenario? The Cabin in the Woods. Let's chat. Welcome to the Center Cuts Center Chat. I'm Dave. And I am Michael the Athlete and Scholar and Whore and everything but the Virgin all in one. Oh, you're most certainly not an athlete uh, or a scholar. I've been known to, I've been known to throw a few balls. Yeah, I'm not surprised because you're a whore. <laughs> not anymore. I'm not a whore anymore. Whatever you say. David, what are we doing? People should have already listened to our episode on The Cabin in the Woods with Kay from Unearth Gems Podcast. Kay helping us out. She's the best. Check it out. It was great. Yes. And then now come here. Come back to this. Mm-hmm. They've come back. They're here now. We're going to be deciding whether we'd rather be a villain from a horror movie or a scientist running a scenario, a simulation, like like the dudes in the movie. Yeah, this is such an obscure and weird question. It is, but there's some stuff to talk about, so let's do it. Let's. Okay, first clarifier. What type of villain are we talking? Because, like, horror villains run the gamut from, you know, like, supernatural creatures, men with giant bodies who are good at killing, actual monsters. Just, like, serial killers. But just like regular dudes. In my mind, I'm thinking it's going to be like a Michael Myers slash Jason Voorhees type or, or, or like the guy from Texas Chainsaw. Just a regular guy with a penchant for killing and an ugly face. Okay. Just a very ugly face and just disfigured. So they have to cover it up and they use their angst to kill unsuspecting 15 year old girls. I got this. This is the way we're going to start this episode is that neither of us are scary movie people. Nope. So we don't know a lot about scary movies. So I I think we're a, we're we're a normal guy in that we're shaped like a man. We're man-shaped. A man-shaped, but we have something covering our face. Okay. Or we just have a really ugly face, which is true to form. So no different just just with the killing. Yeah, but the, I feel like we're not just regular. I feel like there's a little bit of heightened Je ne sais quoi, like we can maybe jump a little bit higher than we can now. Yeah, we got like like Jason Voorhees has like superhuman strength. Yes, that Yes. Yeah, but not like super superhuman. Just like not like super. But like I can I can throw a boy like through a wall, kind of. Just heightened. If yeah. I throw him hard enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that. Yeah, I think that makes the most sense. It's the most fair. My main question for that, I don't know if in any of the Friday the Thirteenth movies we ever see what he looks like without a mask on. I don't know. Never seen him. Like, is he just a regular dude? I think so. He just he likes hockey or something. I don't know. But the reason I ask is, are we assuming that like you know during the week we could just like. Be regular dudes. No, no, no. And on no. the weekends, we, we murder a bunch of people. No, we don't have a regular week. Our life, our passion is killing. Our passion is a killing. Okay. Every day, all day, killing. Yeah, or or prepping for killing. You might not, we not, might not spend every okay. moment chasing after a person, but maybe, maybe the week we plan out the attack and then the weekend is when we... Gotcha, <laughs> but it's not like we're just working a normal nine to five job. No, no, week, no, no. And then on the weekend, some people collect stamps and we collect teeth. Gotcha. Okay. okay. We're just not normal, regular old dudes. Correct. But if we're scientists running a scenario, we're assuming, similar to the cabin in the woods, this is a scenario to sacrifice people to the old gods to appease them. Yeah. But that seems more like a, you know, it's a job. Yeah. And you go in, you do it, and then you can lead a regular life when you're not doing it. Agreed. I think that is true. Okay. 
I so, mean, as a regular life, you could lead knowing that on the weekend you ran a scenario that sacrificed five people to yes. giant beings that live under the earth. Right. So you're still, yeah. clearly there's something wrong in your brain, but but not to the extent maybe of, or, or just not, maybe not the extent. It's just different than a horror villain. Yeah. Okay. But at least you get to like semi have a normal life. True. That, that's fair. And I would assume if you're in that kind of government job, you can't talk about it outside of work anyways. It's classified. Yeah. If anyone asks you what you do for work. Yeah. I think the other clarifier is just confirming that the simulation we're running as a scientist or scenario has a negative connotation, right? Like, we're not out here fucking puppies in the butt and planting flowers. Though, I guess as I say that aloud, the first part is definitely still Nick. <laughs> I don't understand that metaphor. I just want to be all. clear. I don't condone sex with puppies. Well, <laughs> I only condone sex with puppies if you are also another puppy, I suppose. But also, at the same time, if you're a puppy and you can hear this, I don't like you. Like, I'm sorry. It's not you. It's me. And in fact, this goes for any animals. If you're any animal and you're listening right now, eat a dick and die. Like, you're supposed to be doing animal-y things and not listening to a podcast. So fuck you. If you're a dog and listening to this and understanding all this, you're the best and I want to meet you because I bet you could talk and that would be awesome. I don't think I have any other clarifications. I think we need to come up with numbers of like how much killing. I guess even if if this let's say the simulation they're running is like an annual thing, four to five young teens a year for the foreseeable future until you retire, I guess. Are we assuming that that number is similar for a horror villain? Like, there are whatever, like, 12 or 13 Friday the 13th movies spanning, like, 40 years. If he kills five or six people in every movie, then he's actually only killing, like, maybe one a year, not even, on average, if that's the only killing he's doing. No, I agree. I think think the thing with horror villain is that you are limited. Like, you... Because you can only be in one place. Unless you pull off some fancy move, you're only killing one person at a time. Where the scenario, you, I mean, conceivably, you could kill multiple people, like, just in the snap of a finger. So you're just dead, dead. I hear the murder bees, dead. <laughs> so, so I'm asking this question to try and figure out which one of these professions is, is the least amount of killing. Yeah. And you're trying to figure out which one of these professions you can kill the, the most. No, 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 I'm not. I'm just saying, I'm just saying <laughs> your scope is limited as a villain. Like your I, scope I, is limited. Correct. You're just, you're but only like, you're only going to kill somewhere in the two to seven range at like, as in a number of casualties, not the ages of the people you're killing. Oh, Jason's killed way more than two to well, seven. Well, over people. multiple movies. I'm talking about like yeah. in the course of a movie. Well, in the course of a movie, these, these guys only killed four people. Three, actually. No, they killed many, 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 many more because they fucked well, up the scenario because somehow. The, yeah, yeah, well, that wasn't, the, that, wasn't the, that wasn't Blood's the that wasn't the scientist's fault. That was Dana's fault. Blood's Dana's on the one who killed hands. the Earth. Okay, I did a quick Google search while you're opera singing "Blood on Their Hands." Jason has killed well over two hundred people, but that's over like freaking twenty-seven movies. <laughs> it's like twelve movies, but yeah, it, I mean, yes. It is. It's over a span of movies, but I mean, we could also make the assumption that if we are these guys and have to kill four people a year for until we retire, that we're going to have to kill, you know, four times 30 or whatever, 120 people. people. It's a lot of people. Plus a lot of people. But but that's assuming, again, that you don't make any mistakes and kill a whole squadron of a building. Correct. (sighs) 
And you know what? I said like the numbers two to seven, but I'm actually like you never see children and disabled people murdered in movies. Why is it always the sexy teens and able-bodied adults, huh? Because no one wants to watch a movie where uh, a disabled person gets murdered. I do. Or a child. I a do. Chi- it's a realistic. It's realistic. That's I mean, no one would no one would watch that. But people are you're already watching something where someone's getting killed. Why do you care who it is that's killed? If you're already so messed up in the brain, you're like, I want to see death. You should just want all death. Because most horror movies also do a good job of making you like not really love the people that are dying. So like by the end, you're kind of almost rooting for the bad guy. I, I don't like kids and disabled people. <laughs> <Just kidding. laughs> I'm kidding. I'm, that's a joke. Oh, I love man. all disabled people. I don't know. The point is, I still do think the scope is narrower as a horror villain. I just think it is. But like you were saying, like, okay, I spent all week planning a killing and then I do a killing over the weekend and then I'm going to have to do that for the rest of my life. So that's a lot of people. By that math, it would be 50 people a year. Yeah. Okay. 50 killings, assuming I'm going to take two weeks vacation, obviously. And and times times. Let's say we're going to retire uh, right uh, um, for me. Let's say thirty years. That's one thousand five hundred people. I just don't think you can kill that many, though. I just don't think you can, because because you're limited. Because you can only you have to be in person. A, a simulation. You don't have to be. You can press a button. And be like hole in the ground. You're dead. Like I just I don't know. If anything, the simulation takes a whole lot more planning. No. Getting the kids there, no. lining everything up correctly. Whereas if I'm Jason, no. I just like walk into a grocery store and wipe out 20 people and then leave. No, because then you're dead. No. I don't... Am I? Because I'm also kind of unkillable. Uh, all right. I need a break from not agreeing with you because I think you're, you're, what you're saying is not true. So let us create a scenario where we have a center commercial. Wow. What a great, great transition. <laughs> Today's episode is brought to you by Athletic Greens AG1. I've been taking it for a few weeks now, and I look forward to it every morning. I've even gotten Michael into it, so I'm kind of a trendsetter. Yeah. So what is this stuff? Well, with one delicious scoop of AG1, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens, still don't know what those are, to help you start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, aging, sex, mental health, toes, fingers, all the things. It's lifestyle friendly. Whether you eat keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, gluten-free, or like me, just all the stuff that wants to give you a heart attack, it fits your diet. AG1 is a small micro habit with big benefits. It's one thing you could do every single day to take great care of yourself. And it tastes tropical, and that's delicious. Athletic Greens was created when the founder experienced a ton of gut health issues and ended up on a complicated supplement routine to recover. It cost him $100 a day. That is outlandish. I would rather be dead. When my belly hurts, I just eat entire bottles of Tums. I could probably poop out a stick of chalk at this point. So kudos to them for creating the solution and now sharing it with the world. It costs you less than $3 a day, easily cheaper than your cold brew habit. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. A cup of water. And to make it easy, Athletic Greens is giving you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com emerging. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash emerging 
to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Now, David, while people aren't putting powder and water and drinking that delicious tropicalness up, what should they be doing? They should be hitting up our social media. We are on literally all the things. We still love Instagram. Our new sexy baby is TikTok at the underscore center underscore cut. Yes, please. And as always, send us an audio message at podinbox.com slash the center cut or an email at the center at gmail.com. Thank you, friends. You're welcome. Oh, thank you, listeners. All right. So when we first brought up the scenario, or I, I call it a simulation, or whatever you want to call it. That's not the right word for it. It is, drives though, me crazy. But it is it's a simulation. Not. Yes. It's you're not. simulating their life in that they die. No. Whatever. Whatever people uh, want to call it. You can call it a scenario. I'll call it a simulation. I immediately thought of the game The Sims, obviously. I have played so many hours of countless versions of The Sims, it's embarrassing. And I know you're probably familiar, David, but if listeners aren't, it's a video game where you control a person or person's lives. You build houses and shit. That's the most distilled down, crappy explanation of The Sims, but it's not important. Surprisingly, or maybe unsurprisingly, I am a white hat. I'm a white hat when I play. I'm not out here building walls around my dudes to starve them to death or whatever. I'm putting smoke alarms in every room, the whole nine. But I know that there are people out there that play it just to build death traps and drown their sims or whatever. Just to torture them. Just to torture them. I'm not that person. And and even the game is kind of programmed to fuck you. <laughs> I always remember this. When the game first came out, my dad got obsessed with it for like a week. And like anything he does, he just does that all day. All day. So he was spending like full days playing for weeks. And he built up this mansion. He had a perfect family. Everything you'd want. But he made the fatal mistake of letting one of the Sim neighbors, the Hatfields, come over his house. And then he let his Sims go to sleep and didn't kick out the Hatfield dude. And that motherfucker used the fireplace and he burnt down the entire house and killed every single one of my dad's characters. And my brother and I laughed so hard for so long <laughs> because my dad was so mad that he How wasted hours How did he allow that to happen? Well, you know, he just did. He put his people to sleep and didn't kick out the neighbor. So the neighbor's like, I'm going to burn your house down. Yeah, but then like you have fire alarms or you like you wake up your sim and they like go down and put out the fire. He didn't put any smoke alarms and he was... Or call the, call he the... He apparently didn't know how to play. The point of that though... <laughs> People who run simulations are generally the shittiest of all the shits in a shit sandwich. And even the simulations themselves are set up to kill. They're set up to hurt people. This scenario in particular, though, is set up to sacrifice people, but in order to prevent the destruction of the world. Is it, though? The sacrifice doesn't work according to plan, and we see what we are to assume is the rising of the old god at the end when the giant hand comes up out of the earth. Well, we mentioned it in the episode, is that just because they fed it Sigourney Weaver? We don't know. We don't know for sure. I mean, that's true. What I'm saying is I am a white hat, but I am the minority, and if I was not the sole proprietor for this scenario that we're running... I, I just know the other person or people with me would just be so evil and just send in the worst, most torturous, mean, degrading, horrible things to hurt these people. If I was running that, I would just want to kill them gently as quickly as possible. Yeah, I'd want to I'd want to be like that. That Fuji song. I just want to kill them softly. OK, they come to the cabin and then in the middle of the night, like five agents go in and just shoot them all in the head while they're sleeping. Yes. Boom. Done. Right. Sacrificed. That's what I'm saying. 
I don't think the other people working with me would think like that. I think they'd be like, let's make this as miserable for these fuckers as possible. Send in the wet mermaid fucker. You sent in the dirty, old, ugly merman. I do think that the scientist job is easier to accomplish or or maybe easier is the wrong word it's more comfortable like i can just sit in a chair drive around in those golf carts have a snack break it would be easier to disassociate yourself from what you're doing right these people are like betting on how people die and stuff and they're watching most of it on the screen like i think for them it almost feels like a video game right, right. like i think after a while it would be really easy for you to disassociate yourself from like living people actually dying exactly Whereas if you're a horror villain and you are with your bare hands ripping someone's throat out kind of hard to dissociate yourself with that 100 percent. and if i'm the horror villain i probably have to traipse through mud the good guys are going to be actively trying to harm me and hitting me with tree branches and stuff most horror villains are dirty yeah i'm gonna have to chase after a car while i'm on foot that sucks that sucks they never get in the car they're stupid kids always and they never get in the car you know what though you mentioned like that it would be hard to disassociate but I, I will say it also the killing if you're a horror villain would be much more rewarding like i earned this death i didn't have to just press yeah, a button that's true i also i guess this uh, this should have kind of been in the clarification of like it is safe to assume that most horror villains have some kind of like mental issue that is causing them to want to kill are we going to inherit that i thought it was just because they were ugly I thought they were just like, I'm so ugly. Wants to kill attractive people. I don't get to get my dick wet, so I'm going to have to kill these motherfucking sexy people. Fuck some corpses. Yeah, I, I think that's what it is. Maybe I Again, I'm not a horror aficionado, so I could be wrong. Let's say that that is Jason's whole thing. Like, he's just ugly and he hates it, so he wants to kill all the attractive people. <laughs> I don't think that's the whole premise, but fine. <laughs> he would still enjoy killing the attractive people because they're attractive. So Mm -hmm. like for him, it is enjoyable and he wants to do it. So my question, I guess is like, are we adopting that mindset in that we want to kill people or like, is this going to be torturous for us both having to deal with the fact that we're having to kill people, even though we have this like carnal need to do it both. Okay. Mm -hmm. Then no, that's not rewarding at all. (laughs) I still think it's rewarding. Sounds terrible. It's rewarding in that I put in this work to get this done, and now I'm seeing my work come into fruition. Like, I just ran two miles through some brambly bramble brambles, and now I get to rip this guy's head off his shoulders? Yeah. That's definitely what they're called, brambly bramble brambles. (laughs) (laughs) But you know what I'm saying? Where, Where the scientist is just like, I just flip this lever that's it that's not rewarding yeah it's like well i mean i mean you don't know how much work they're doing to like choreograph everything oh give me a break yeah but it's like it's like having a job and working on a project for two months and then when it finally releases at the end it's like all exciting because it's it's done if you were making sure every i was dotted and t was crossed and everyone was in the right spot at the right time and all the monsters were in the right spot at the right time it would be rewarding to finally do it fine it's something to think about I think I'm ready to decide. Would you rather be a horror villain or a scientist running a scenario? Horror scientist. Villain. You would want to be a scientist. Why? If I'm going to have to make this decision, at least I can lead somewhat of a normal rest of my life. And especially when you told me that if we're still going to have the feeling that we don't want to do this, but we have to, then the disassociation possible through doing the science experiments 
makes it so that it's a little less taxing on my on me and my mental state and my family. Yeah, I don't know. I just let's face it. I am smarter than I am athletic. I could use my wit to slaughter nations. If I try to chase somebody in a scary movie and try to overpower them, it's not happening. Plain and simple. I'd end up tripping and stabbing myself. I'm so clumsy. White dude down. White dude down. You would just want to be a horror villain to like experience what it was like to be a strong a strong boy who's coordinated? No, I, I'm saying I just I feel like I'd be responsible for far less lives as a horror villain. I'm going to kill less people because I'm not going to be good at it. Oh, okay. I don't know about that because we had already talked about you'd be like inheriting like super strength and stuff like that. So I think that your coordination would probably carry over too, but I don't know. I, I don't know. Do you trust me with another life, David? Do you? Do no. You? Yeah, exactly. I feel like I'm being more responsible. I'm killing less people as the horror <laughs> if, villain. If anything, in the scientist environment, there are other people to make sure that you're not fucking up. Whereas, like, it, as a horror villain, it's just up to you. No, I have my weird mom that I have a weird relationship your with. Your weird mom. Yep. Yeah. That I have a strained relationship with. That's true. You have your weird mom. Yep. The one who made you ugly. Exactly. Murder her, too. Yeah, 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 yeah. And No, I just think, like, at the end of the day... As the horror villain, I'm giving my victims a chance to beat me, and that feels more fair and respectable than the scientist who these people have no chance. I have so many things at play that I can just like magically rain down on them, and it's just transactional, where as the horror villain, they have a semblance of a chance to be able to overpower me and beat me. So it's just more fair. Just more fair. I suppose. We don't really care what each other think ever no, i mean so. i never care what you think it's, <laughs> it's not just this this in particular it's just all things we really want to know what you all think mm, yes so you can go over to our instagram the day this comes out we will post on there asking what your opinion is and you can go let us know what you would rather be a horror villain or or one of the scientists yes please now david what do we have coming up next coming up we are dipping back into the outlander well i'm so excited season five next wednesday coming at you oh it's gonna be good it's gonna be long it's gonna be good it's gonna be long it's gonna be so long and good and long uh, i don't have anything else i don't either and remember our opinion just like a villain dying in a horror movie when you know there's gonna be at least three sequels does not matter mm.